Bane Audio Drama from Bane Books, the heart of science fiction and fantasy. Bane Books Audio Drama presents Larry Correa's Detroit Christmas, based on the novella by Larry Correa, set in the world of the Grim Noir Chronicles. Sullivan. You ready to go back to prison, Johnny? They'll never let you out this time. Yeah, I don't think so. So you're the mighty heavy, huh? The guy you can pick up three tons of steel with his mind and toss it around like it's an empty cigar box? Not just steel, Johnny. If you and your gang come any closer, it'll be one of you I'm beating against the ground like a rag dog. <laughs> Gotta be able to take a slug from a 45. Come on, Sullivan. If you come out, we'll make it fast. <laughs> it's a factory. I'm in an auto parts factory. Steel plate everywhere. Maybe heavies do have rocks for brains. Here goes. <laughs> Come on! Must be a thousand pounds! <sighs> That's better. <sighs> Last chance! Give it up, Johnny Bones, and we can all get out of this alive! <laughs> Would you listen to that wet sock? All right, boys. He's asking for it. Let him have it. Sure thing, boss. You got it. Nuts to you, you gravity-twisting freak. Merry Christmas, Seth. I'll be damned. That goon is right. It is Christmas. Detroit, one of the greatest cities in the world. The crossroads of industry and commerce, the American Paris, the city of champions, blimp town, motor city, call it what you want, it's one crowded place. Nearly two million people live in Detroit, but on that early Christmas morning, only a few of them were trying to kill me in particular. Six to be exact, Johnny and Mikey Maplethorpe and their gang, only everybody called him Johnny Bones and his brother Snowball. It all started two days before when I was coming into the office. The sign on the door reads, Sullivan Security and Investigations. Unfortunately, things were slow. My last investigation job had meant confirming to an angry wife that her husband liked prostitutes. I used that money to pay the rent. Other than that, I was busted. Then, Emily Fordyce walked into the office. Mid-twenties, brunette and petite. She was wearing a blue dress, ten minks worth of coat, 
and shoes that cost more than all of my earthly possessions combined. And did I mention she was a knockout? Are you heavy, Jake Sullivan? That's me. And you're a magical active. That's why they call me Heavy Jake. I'm a gravity spiker. What can I do for you, Miss... Mrs., actually. I'm Emily Fordyce. How can I help you, Mrs. Fordyce? I'm here about my husband. He's been missing for a week. Sorry to hear that, but this sounds like a matter for the police. I went to the police. There's been no ransom note, and the police say he's most certainly dead. <laughs> do you mind if I smoke? Not at all. Got any matches? Sure, let me light that for you. Want one? The Galois from Paris. No thanks. Let's start with the basics. Does your husband gamble as he recently lost money? <laughs> Arthur, these minks didn't buy themselves, Mr. Sullivan. He's a healer. Go on. He's an active. He works freelance, fixing anyone that can afford his services. The finest families in the city have used him. Healers are rare. We're talking about somebody who can cure any illness, who can mend any wound with a touch. Arthur is very skilled. Tell me, Mrs. Fordyce, who were your husband's recent clients? My husband didn't speak about many of them. You see, sometimes influential people need to be discreet. He did do a healing for an unsavory man recently, who may be some sort of criminal. His name was something Horowitz. I can't remember exactly. Abraham Horowitz? Yes, I think that was it. Abraham Horowitz is a bootlegger, Mrs. Fordyce, a big one. He runs a gang bringing booze in from Canada. Whatever you usually charge, I'll double it, Mr. Sullivan. I'm prepared to pay half in advance. That won't be necessary. You come highly recommended. By who? Why, Arthur. Your husband? Arthur was in the first volunteers during the war, Mr. Sullivan. Just like you. I believe every survivor of the Second Somme knows who you are. Men like your husband saved a lot of lives over there. If Arthur is gone, then I don't want the men who did it arrested. If they hurt him... I want you to hurt them right back. Now, Mrs. Fordyce, I can't go around bashing in heads and such. I want you to do to them what you did to the Kaiser's army. I wouldn't wish the fate of the Kaiser's army on my worst enemy, Mrs. Fordyce. The truly deceased soldiers are lucky. Most are living in a never-ending undead hell. You have to help me. Give me a couple of days. I can't make any promises. All right. All right. That will have to do. I have a terrible feeling that Arthur is suffering. Have you got an ashtray? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Here. Oh, yes. I do have something. It may be of help. It's Arthur's scarf. I found it on the drive outside the house. It's got something on it. It might be blood. It was lying near a large pool of... Well, the police said it was blood. That's why they think Arthur is dead. In fact... There was a great deal of blood. We have a paved drive, you see, so it didn't soak in. Even if it was his, Mrs. Fordyce, he's a healer, so there's a chance. I know he's still alive. Please take the scarf, Mr. Sullivan. I don't want to tell you your business, but it might be, I don't know, a clue, perhaps? It might. All right. I'll go now. Mr. Sullivan, 
I've got a lot of bank accounts, but only one husband. Find him. Die Schweren kommen! Die tragen Louis Maschinengewehr! Bitte Gott! Lass mich schnell sie quetschen! Brother, over here. Oh, I thought I'd lost you. It looks like you got yourself knocked around a little. Uh, just a little shrapnel in the shoulder and a bang on the head, big brother. Uh, right, Mom, and tell her I'm coming home. Tell her I'm coming home, Jake. Like we promised, Jimmy. Uh, Jake, where's Maddie? I want my big brother. I got separated from him in the charge. You actives and your gravity spiking. It ain't fair I didn't get no power like you and Maddie, Jake. Fair doesn't have anything to do with it, Jimmy. I promise you that. Where's Maddie? I think I can see him if I climb up a little. Jimmy, no! Get down! Maddie! Maddie! Ah! Jimmy! Jimmy. Hey, Jake. Is Maddie coming? Yeah. Yeah, he's coming, little brother. I knew it. I knew he'd come. He's on his way, Jimmy. Just hold on. Maddie, Jake, and Jimmy. When the Sullivan brothers stick together, nothing can hurt us. We're... Oh, you were always the smart one. What's the big word, Jake? The one about us. We're invincible. Yeah, us sullivans are invincible. <laughs> invincible. town. You haven't lost all your money and taken to the hooch, have you? Nah, Sadie, I came to see you. How's your hawk shop doing? Great, if you like dealing with four flushers all day. You in the market for a fine timepiece? Cut it out, Sadie. I came because you're still the best finder in the business. Nice hat. Is that made of tinfoil? Keeps out the voices. Some of them, anyway. I picked up a screamer this morning. Whew. Poor thing won't shut up. You know how it goes. No, not really. Did you bring me something? 
I brought you a sandwich. I know how you forget to eat sometimes, Sadie. Thanks. Well, that's not what I meant. A Christmas present. It's almost Christmas, Drake. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? You gotta celebrate. We're still kicking and that's saying something. Ain't you got no family to go to, Drake? Not anymore. Well, then I'm sorry for you, Jake Sullivan. I appreciate it, Sadie. I really do. I've got a job for you. A finder job. This scarf. Got a little blood on it. Find me the body that blood came out of, and I'll give you 50 bucks. This is a rush job. Half up front, and you still owe me a present. Fair enough. But what do you get, the woman who's already got everything? I'm running low on tinfoil. Uh-huh. Rush job, eh? <laughs> I've got just the spirit for you. Strongest thing on her plane. I call her May, cause you know, she kinda reminds me of May West. Bringing her in burns up all my power for a few days, but she works real fast. I'm warning you, if this body ain't close, it could take time. If you find it soon, it's double the tinfoil. You kid, but lots of things can go wrong. If the body is buried real deep, it takes time. If the thing I'm finding is behind iron, if it's been cut up into little bits and scattered, or if it's been burned to ash... Just do your best, Sadie. I need to open up to the spirits. Hold my hat for me, will you, Jake? Sure. That's better. Here comes May! Holy smokes! There's May. Ain't she a good girl? Yes, she is. May's my good girl. She likes you, Jake. That's good, If anybody can find your guy fast, May can. Now sniff this here scarf, girl. She's got it! My girl's got the scent! Shouldn't be very long. All right. I've got another lead to follow in the meantime. Don't worry. I'll let you know, Jake. Sadie, I gotta tell you, she's an impressive critter, but I don't see the resemblance to Mae West. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, Jake. Don't you know that? The eye of the beholder! <laughs> My next stop was Abraham Horowitz. Horowitz ran the Purple Gang, and the Purple Gang ran most of Detroit. Predominantly Jewish, they were the strongest on the east side, but there wasn't a criminal activity in this city that they didn't have a piece of. Mostly they stuck with bootlegging, tried to limit their killing to competitors, and held the petty crooks under heel well enough to keep the law happy. They were tough enough that even Al Capone knew it was easier to buy from them than to go to war. Well, what do we have here? A likely looking bird if you ask me. Let's ruffle its feathers and see if it squawks. I'd like to talk to Mr. Horowitz. You got an appointment? This is a sugar warehouse. But you don't look like you're here to buy no sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Mr. Horowitz it's about a mutual friend, Arthur Fordyce. Fordyce? Hey, didn't the boss say something about some cat named Fordyce? Shut up, Ralphie. And who are you supposed to be? 
Jake Sullivan. Listen, is Isidore Leibowitz around? We were in the joint together. He can vouch for me. Buddy, Izzy got put in the ground weeks ago. He ain't vouching for nobody ever again. I hadn't heard. He got shot in the teeth. If you was his friend, you should have knew that. Mr. Horowitz said no visitors. Not till the bone man leaves town. Shut up, idiot. Why don't one of you guys go ask Mr. Horowitz if he wants to talk to me? Yeah, well, he's busy. You should come back, oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> now beat it before we beat you. I'm gonna have this cigarette. To give you time to go talk to your boss. Nice blade. I'll tell you about time. You know what time it is? Can't say that I do. It's time for you to say you don't want no trouble. Does that ever work? Now it's time for you to bleed. I want to slice you open. Kid, guy's a lot tougher than you have said that, and look at me, still standing. Not for long. What the hell? I'll be damned. He's a gravity spiker. Put me down. Put me down, you goddamn heavy! Kid, it pains me, but I think I have to teach you a lesson. See that chimney over there? The one with the black smoke coming out of it? Please, I don't want no trouble. You just let me down. Sure, kid. I'll let you down in a jiffy. Oh, I'll kill you! I'll kill you, you freak! I don't think so, kid. Don't do it! You drop him in that smokestack, he'll die! Maybe so. Sorry. You bastard! What did you do to Ralphie? It's Christmas time. I sent him to go see Santa Claus. Why, you? I'm gonna ventilate you, Heavy. Nope. Oh! It hurts! It hurts! You're crushing me! Are you kidding me? It's only ten gravities. Now empty that cylinder. What? You heard me. Fire him off to the side. Do it. Alright. Damn it. There. You satisfied? I counted five. Damn it. You can't keep this up for long. I know you heavies. When you give out, I'm gonna cut out your heart. You may know heavies. You don't know me. I survived the second psalm. I survived Rockville Maximum Security Prison for Actives! Oh, you're killing me! Carve out my heart? I don't think so! I just... On the other hand, one more push from me, and your heart's gonna be looking mighty flat. What? Nothing to say? Don't... don't hurt me! What do you want? Like I said, I'll wait here while you go tell Mr. Horowitz. Got it? Yeah, yeah, got it. Hey, watch out for that door. Ouch. Sorry about your boys downstairs, but I didn't do anything until the kid tried to carve me a new smile. They should have asked me first. There was no need to be impolite to guests. It's bad for business. They'll live. 
I caught the kid before he hit bottom in the chimney, and the other one just got a few cracked ribs. <laughs> From your rep, I'm surprised you just didn't kill him. You're a living legend. I wouldn't say that, sir. Now, the way I hear it, you got early release from Rockville Prison because you're so good at that magical heavy stuff. My heavies down there said you're downright frightening how much power you got. And they ain't no slouches, neither. I got a lot of practice at Rockville. But then, you cut a deal with Mr. J. Edgar Hoover to take down dangerous actors, right? You wouldn't happen to be here on the government dime now, would you, Mr. Sullivan? No, sir. Far as I'd tell anybody, you run a sugar mill, that's all. As for the enemy, any man would make a deal with the devil to get out of Rockville. Well, no doubt. Now, my man Izzy, may he rest in peace, said you read a lot of books like some sort of professor. Reading's my hobby. It keeps me out of trouble. You've got a funny idea staying out of trouble, Sullivan. Now, what can I do for you? I'm looking for Arthur Fordyce. His wife hired me to find him. I liked old Arthur. He didn't care much for who he mended as long as their dollars was green. Now, let's see, the last time I used him was because uh, I started losing my vision. I couldn't feel my toes. He fixed me up good as new. Told me to stop eating so much sugar. <laughs> Not with this sweet tooth! <laughs> So you know the man? <laughs> Arthur did a lot of things for the Purples, too. Now, one of my boys got shot. I needed him back in action quick. I'd go to Arthur. He was good at pulling bullets out, but not asking about who put them in, if you get what I'm saying. Son of a bitch charged an arm and a leg, though. You know who might have taken him? So lots of folks. But maybe somebody who needed some fixing couldn't afford to pay an arm and a leg. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Ain't that the truth? Say... Maybe I know somebody else who couldn't afford a healer, but might need a healer real bad. I'm listening. Maybe we could help each other out. You gotta find somebody, and I don't get to eat sweets because the only healer in Detroit is gone. Maybe, just maybe, I know somebody who might have taken poor old Arthur. I'm open to a deal. Maybe there's this crew mucking around in uh, my area, robbing banks where they shouldn't be. Maybe this crew also works with the Mustache Peeps. The Sicilians. But this crew, mostly freelance. Maybe this crew was caught robbing a bank, one of them got shot in the gut by guards or cops or something over Albion Way. They'd be desperate enough to steal a healer. You're talking about the Maplethorpe gang, Johnny Bones and Snowball? I'd like to take care of this myself, but my hands are tied. On account of business reasons. But if this crew were to get rolled up by the law, they'd be out of your hair. You find your man Fordyce, you make this crew go away, two birds, one rock, bam! If you'll let me know where this crew is, I'll go get your favorite healer back. You can indulge that sweet tooth again, Mr. Horowitz. Well, one problem. Johnny Bones enjoys killing too much, likes to cut people so they die slow, and his brother Snowball's damn near as mean. The second his crew got mended, Arthur probably died. But let me put the word out. I'll be in touch. Oh, you're a big son of a bitch, ain't you? I eat my vegetables. <laughs> when you come up against Johnny, you're going to have to kill him fast. Shoot him, squish him with your power, whatever you got to do. Don't try to talk to that crazy shot. He'll cut you to pieces or his brother will freeze you just to watch you break like glass. I'll try to be careful. 
You're goddamn better. Mark my words, Sullivan. Take them fast, or you'll regret it. Everybody stay calm, and don't make no sudden moves, and we don't have to shoot you full of holes. That sound like a good deal? Please don't kill us. Please. Didn't you hear what I just said? Please don't shoot me. I'm not going to shoot you. I said stay calm. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm not going to shoot you, lady. You see my hand? Now watch. See how I make it grow into a knife? I'm gonna slice you into a million pieces with this hand. No, 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 uh, no, no. It's your own damn fault. Don't you see? Uh, You're uh, not uh, staying cold. Uh, now that goes for anybody in this bank. Now get those money bags full over there. Hey, Johnny, look what I got here. Let me go. Let me go, goddammit. Get down on your knees, or I'll blow your brain down. Oh, thank God. Don't tell me. He was trying to be a hero. Nah, the coward was trying to sneak out. Can you believe it? Oh, that's bad. That's very bad. I think we need to make a special example of this guy. What? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Why don't we show him, Snowball? <laughs> Here we go. How's about that, Mr. Bank God? So cold. So, so, so cold. You better bundle up, fella. It's about to get a lot worse. <laughs> At least for you. Do it, brother. Freeze his ass. No, no, no. no. Still is a statue. Nice work, brother. He had it coming. I wonder what would happen if I gave him a little push. <gasps> Whoops. I think I broke him. And what do you know? I like my ice crushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, Johnny. Stomp him. Stomp him. That's what's waiting for all of you if you don't do what my brother said. All right, you bumpkins. Stop taking off rings and watches. We're going to strip this place bare. Yeah, Merry Christmas to us. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit, the American Paris, the city of champions, blimp town, motor city, call it what you want. Nearly two million people live in Detroit, but I was looking for one lost soul in particular. His name was Arthur Fordyce. He disappeared, and his wife had hired me to find him. Arthur was a healer 
a magical active who could fix anything from a broken pinky to advanced polio. Very rare, very valuable to certain people. My name is Jake Sullivan. I'm a private eye. I'm also an active myself. My talent is gravity spiking. I can do just about anything with gravity in my range of sight. Lift a ton of rock, make a man weigh 10 times his weight. I'm good at it. I taught myself a lot more than your average heavy when I was doing time in the Rockville Maximum Security Prison for actives. Long story. After Emily Fordyce hired me, I had spent the past two days following up leads on Arthur Fordyce's whereabouts, but so far, zilch, the big zero. So I wasn't very surprised when Mrs. Fordyce called me to her mansion for a report. After all, it was her money I was burning. Oh, I ought to mention, Emily Fordyce was at least 30 years younger than her husband, and a complete knockout. Mr. Sullivan, have you gotten any closer to finding my Arthur? I've got some feelers out, but so far, nothing. Feelers? How do you mean, feelers? I hired a finder to use that bloody scarf you gave me, and I paid a visit to Abraham Horowitz. The bootlegger? The same. He says he's gonna look into it and let me know if he locates Arthur, or the people he thinks have him. You believe he's dead, too. Just like the police. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have put it like that. Here, take this. Dry your tears. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Sullivan. My pleasure. Mr. Sullivan, may I call you by your first name? Sure. What is it? It's Jake. Mine is Emily. Pretty. My father thought so. Before he ran off with a Broadway hoofer. So it was just you and your mom? Yes, mom. What a piece of work. But I don't want to talk about my miserable childhood, Jake. I understand, uh, Emily. I've had to face the possibility that Arthur might not be coming back. Don't give up hope. Something may turn up. In the meantime, I'm stuck in this house going crazy. Allow me to light that. Thanks. You have a cigarette too, Jake. You will this time, won't you? Yes. Thanks. Nice. I only smoke Galois. I'm a Parisian at heart, Jake. I've been to France during the war. That must have been terrible. It was not a happy time. We both have some pretty awful things in our pasts, don't we, Jake? We're two of a kind. Arthur is my security. He provides for me. But the truth is, he doesn't understand me. I think you understand me, Jake. Oh, Jake. What was that, Emily? I kissed you, Jake. Yeah, I noticed. Didn't you like it? Like has nothing to do with it. I'm working for you, and you're a married woman. You're right, of course. Pardon me. You've been under a lot of pressure, Mrs. Uh, Emily. Nevertheless, I think you'd better go. Yeah. Got an ashtray? Here. Thanks. You'll report to me when you find Arthur? Of course. Good night, Jake. Good night. I'll say goodbye here. 
I'm going to bed. I think you know the way out. Emily. You take cream in yours, Sullivan? Nah, black. Director Hoover sends his regards. He says to tell you that he appreciates the work you've done for the Bureau. I figure the more rogue actives I hunt down for Mr. Hoover and the Bureau of Investigation, the farther I am from ever being sent back to Rockville. You got that right. But I gotta say, when it comes time to arrest somebody who can bend the laws of physics, you're damn handy to have around. Thanks, Agent Kelly. So they put you in charge of the manhunt for the Maplethorpe gang. Well, Regional Director Price is technically in charge. Yeah, but Price is a slimy politician who doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to criminal investigation. From your mouth to the ears of the angels. So you want my help? In addition to being bank robbers and killers, Johnny and Mikey Maplethorpe are powerful actives. Johnny is a shard. I don't have to tell you what that means. He can turn any part of his body into a razor-sharp knife and stick somebody like a pig. And Mikey Maplethorpe. He's a piece of work. A real psycho. They call him Snowball for a reason. Icebox? That's right. Two days ago during a robbery, he froze every molecule of water in some dumb-luck bank dick's body. Then he and Johnny Bones stomped on him and shattered the poor guy. That's cold. Literally. That's what I meant. Yeah, okay. So, one thing. The gang's getting worn down. One of them, Bruno Hartman. Unfortunate thing happened to him on the bank job a week ago. He forgot to fill out a withdrawal slip? Nope. He got himself gut shot during the getaway. Turned out that was another guard who didn't try to run. Got him with a 38 snub nose. Good for him. Anyway, maybe the Maplethorpe gang is looking for a healer for good old Bruno. Might be a way to get at him. Or they might just let Hoffman die. Well, as it happens, I'm looking for the Maplethorpes myself. For a client. What kind of client is that? A very rich one who prefers to remain anonymous. I'm trying to track down a healer. A good one. An active named Arthur Fordyce. Sounds like he might have been kidnapped by the Maplethorpes to heal their wounds. Listen, Jake, you've got sources I can't tap. You get any word on where Johnny Bones and Snowball might be, you'll give me a call? Sure, I'll consider it my civic duty. And your ticket to stay out of the slammer. Yeah, that too. Terrible coffee, by the way. Yeah, thanks. But, like we used to say during the war, it beats no coffee at all. You got a point there, Callie. In Rockville Prison, outside Billings, Montana, solitary confinement was getting sent down in the hole. The hole was where you got put automatically after a fight. Didn't matter if you started it or not. Get in a fight, go in the hole. I spent a lot of time in the hole. The hole was a shaft that had been dug 10 feet straight down into the solid rock with a 400-pound iron plate stuck on top for a roof. Wasn't wide enough for a man to lie all the way down. Once a day, they'd lower some food in a can of water. It hadn't been too awful in the summer, but being in a hole during the Montana winter was miserable. I have to tell you, I got to kind of like it. It was quiet, and I could think down there. I learned a few things in solitary, like how to concentrate the power within me. 
and how to blur the types of magic I could use. While I was in the hole, I taught myself how to sink a battleship if I had to, and how to fly. Sullivan! You are mine. Leroy, you're not the first man to say those words. <laughs> yeah, but you've never met an active like me. You're going down. You're not the first man to say those words either. The thing is, I'm a fave. I'm never in one place. <sighs> and now I'm over here. You can't hit what you can't catch, Sullivan. But I can cut the hell out of you. I'm gonna kill you, Sullivan. It'll be slow torture. Because I can travel through walls. And I can move through the ground. <laughs> I can get inside of you. I'm gonna reach in and pull out your lungs, Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> you missed me. You gotta be faster than that. And I'm gonna slice you from the inside out till you're nothing but a big old sack of blood. And nothing more. Then, Sullivan, I'm gonna pop you! One problem fades have. They need to orient. <laughs> you're talking nonsense, Sullivan. Really? Maybe you ought to spend more time in solitary. Helps you figure out how things work, and what to do about them. Goodbye, Sullivan. I was gonna have fun, playing with you. But now, I changed my mind. I think I'll just reach inside of your chest and take your goddamn heart! Whoa! What if down turns into up? What? Watch out for that lamppost, Leroy. Ah! Ooh, too late. Hell, down is easy. What if sideways is up? No, oh, no, 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 no. Come on, Leroy. Don't let that brick wall stop you. Just fade through it. That's right. You can't, can you? Gravity is changing direction too fast. Now this way. Now that, now this way, now that, now up, now down, now sideways. Had enough, Leroy? I'll take that for a yes. Well, there it is. And there they are. Hey, Leroy, guess where we're going. If you happen to live, we're going to each get a separate hole. You two morons. Get your asses up, I said. You're just a couple of wise guys, ain't you? Ain't you? This one ain't getting up ever again, Sarge. Killed another, did you, Sullivan? Well, maybe we should say thanks. But you know that ain't how it works. You going to solitary, boy? You going to solitary for a long time. How you like that? I say, how you like that, boy? <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.
I was just in the middle of a terrible dream. Oh, hello, little guy. Are you Jake Sullivan, sir? I am. Message from Mr. Horowitz, sir. Horowitz? And he sent you? I'm the best runner in the city. A notable distinction. Should I wait for a return message? Maybe. Let me read this. I'll be damned. Good news, sir? Depends on how you look at it. Yes, sir. No return message. Oh, here, let me tip you and you can be on your way. That's unnecessary. Mr. Horowitz covers our expenses very well. All right. Uh, say, kid. Yes, sir? I know times are hard, but you seem smart. There's a lot of things you can do. You don't have to end up a gangster. Oh, yeah? Well, I want to do it, so there. One day, nobody's going to boss me around. I'll be the boss. I see. But now you work for whoever pays you, right? That's right, mister. Well, it turns out I do have a message to send after all. But it's not to Horowitz. That don't matter. Doesn't. What's that, mister? That doesn't matter. Whatever you say, mister. Okay. Here's a message. But I want you to deliver it downtown. The big gray building, corner of Michigan and Cass. It's got to go to Agent Cowley. You got that? Cowley. He's on the third floor. Cowley? Sure. Mister, that's the federal building you're talking about. Yep, and the third floor is the Bureau of Investigation. Uh, hang on, let me get my wallet. All right, here's five bucks. Five bucks? It ain't like I'm delivering a wagon full of gold, mister. No, but you might be saving a life or two. You got it? Agent Cowley. Got it. All right, off with you. See ya, kid. Or not. How about that? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Holed up in an auto parts factory controlled by the Mustache Peets. I guess like attracts like. Nah, I'm not going with just the 45. Time to break out the Lewis gun again. <sighs> Get ready for a house call, Johnny Bones. machine gun is gas operated. A portion of the expanding propellant gas is tapped off from the barrel, driving a piston to the rear against a spring. This drives a helical cam track in the bolt, rotating it at the end of its travel nearest the breech. This in turn allows the three locking lugs at the rear of the bolt to engage to latch it into place. The post carries a fixed pin that then fires the next round. The Lewis was designed with an aluminum barrel shroud that causes the muzzle blast to draw air over the barrel and cool it. 
The gun uses two drum magazines, one holding 47 rounds, the other 97. The Lewis was the go-to gun for heavies during the second Psalm. It proved particularly effective against the undead. Locked, huh? Got no time for locked doors. What do you know? 50 gravities and it's open sesame. Some kind of shop office. Johnny? Who's there? Johnny? Snowball? Did you get a healer? It's not Johnny, Bruno. Not Snowball either. Hey, the light hurts my eyes. What's the idea? Who the hell are you? I'm looking for Arthur Fordyce. Who? Don't play stupid, Hopman. You know me. I can't say I know you. <laughs> God almighty, what are you doing to me? You can't breathe. Just applying a couple of extra gravities. Spill, where is he? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Can't you see I've got shot, mister? Got a hole in my belly you can stick your fist into. You want to end up a pancake, Bruno? Oh, oh my God. My guts are coming out. My guts out. Don't be a baby. I do jumping jacks in that gravity. Where's the healer? You think if I knew a healer, I'd be looking around like this, trailing my own intestines? Thank God did this to me, that sneaky apple knocker. One more chance. Where is he, Bruno? You've been playing, Oh, yeah, played. And now I got the drop on you, too. Too bad for you, whoever you are. Now eat lead. Oh! Hopman? Bruno? Damn, man. They blew your head off. Jake Sullivan! Is that you? Horowitz said you might be showing up. I bet he meant for us to off each other. <laughs> well, that ain't gonna happen. He knows my name. Can that psycho be right? Sullivan! You in there? Oh, Sullivan! So there I was, in some dingy shop office inside a parts factory with Bruno Hopman's brain splattered all over the walls. Johnny Bones and his gang had me pinned with enough firepower to mow down half of Detroit. I did the only thing I could think of, reached out onto the factory floor and yanked a thousand pound steel plate between me and Johnny to provide cover. The problem was I was getting cold, really cold which meant Johnny's psychotic brother Snowball was somewhere around and directing his icebox power toward me. If I didn't do something quick, he was about to freeze me as solid as he did that bank guard. But I couldn't get a bead on him, and I was shaking like a convict on a hot seat, only from the chill. I wasn't going to make it. Then, the cavalry showed up, 
I guess the smart Alec kid had earned his five bucks and delivered my message after all. Investigation. You and your men are surrounded. Throw down your weapons. Hoover's bums? Oh, so the G-men want in on the action, too? All right, then. Head outside, all of yous! Kill them! Every one of them! <laughs> we'll do it, Johnny! They ain't gonna know what hit them. Don't worry, Sullivan. We ain't the guy you needed. First, I got some pop cars to do. Then I'll be back. Icebox. He'll freeze those G-men for sure. So much for my cover. Gotta get outside and help Cowley. Even if I have to blast my way through. Well, no time like the present. Get down, kid! They have a lot more firepower than we're prepared for! Yeah, I noticed. What should we do? Our jobs! We do our jobs! Oh! You got one, Agent Cowley! You got- Kid! Cold! I'm really cold! Kid! Agent Matheson! I'm really cold! You're turning blue! You're a murderer, Snowball! You're gonna fry! Hello, Kappa. Johnny. You ever see what a shard can do, Kappa? Get the hell back or I'll shoot. With what? You're out of bullets, Mr. G-Man! Hey, Mikey, look what we got here! Stick him. You sure you don't want to freeze him? Nah, I can't have all the fun. Stay back. Both of you stay back. Say goodbye, Kappa. What? I'm floating up. Grab me, Johnny. I'm going up in the air. Give me a hand. That, that heavy must be around here somewhere. He's doing this. Johnny, your hands are like razors. I, I can't hold on. They're cutting me. I can't. Mikey! Mikey! You shot him out of the air. You killed my brother. You killed Mikey, you goddamn heavy! I'm gonna cut you! Oh, I'm gonna cut you to pieces, Sullivan! Jake, watch out, he's using his shot talent. Shut up, copper! Ah! Johnny Bones! That's just a taste of what I'm gonna do, copper. You want some of this, Sullivan? Well, you're gonna get it, you son of a bitch! Magazine's done! Damn it! Come and get me, Heavy! Cowley! Jake, I'm reloading. Don't shoot him, Cowley. Please. We need one alive. You sure? I've got a bead. Yeah. I'll take him, Cowley. I promise.
killed Mikey. Mikey's gone. Mama, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The rest of your gang is done for, Johnny. I took two of them from behind with the Lewis. The G-Men shot down the rest. <laughs> not, not before we killed some of them coppers. Yeah, you're gonna fry for that, Johnny. You think I care? I may be done for, but I'm gonna take you with me. I'll lay you open! We'll see. Take that! Not so easy when you try cutting into a rock, is it, Johnny? You may can get denser, but I can get sharper. You ain't seen nothing yet. I fought a shard in Rockville once. Just another punk with a chip on his shoulder. I ended his life just like all the idiots before him and all that came after. But it was a valuable learning experience. I understand shard magic now. You've never seen the likes of me. Johnny, that's what they all say. Where's Arthur Fortnite? I ain't got no gun. Oh, you're gonna shoot me down like a dog in the street, heavy? Arthur Fordyce, where is he? Come on, finish it. I ain't going to Rockville, and I ain't going to the chair. Tell me what you did to Fordyce! If you don't got the balls to shoot me down like a man, I'll take you with me. Ah! Got you, Sullivan. How's that feel? A stabber jumping out of your chest? Never have seen that one before. But you should have gone for my gun hand, Johnny. You can't really control your talent so well, can you? Not when you have to do multiple transforms. How, how are you still standing? Practice. Lots of practice. I'll kill you clean, Johnny, but not until you tell me what I want to know. Fordyce. <laughs> That's ten gravities, Johnny. Want to try for twenty? Now where's Fordyce? I don't know who you're yapping about. You keep saying that name means nothing to me. The healer you and Mikey nabbed. Spill. <laughs> the, the, the Detroit healer? What, you think we took him? You've been scammed, Heavy. You saw Bruno. Check the boys. We ain't had no mending. You really don't have Fordyce? No, you heal. We don't. You killed my brother. I don't want to live without Mikey. You're out of control, Johnny! Your body's never going back to its original shape after this! Maybe before you do my brother escaped, I'd have stopped. Ain't got nothing to live for now. I'll cut you! God damn me for a fool. You never had Fordyce. You were telling me the truth, Johnny. Telling the truth. Last thing you ever did. sent a message. Said you had something. Not me. May has something. Yeah, sorry. May. You don't look so good, Jake. How'd you get that bummed-up arm? Shot? Stabbed. Sadie, it's a long story. Has May found Arthur Fordyce? Yeah, she has. 
Funny name for him, though. Dead or alive. Not just dead, but sliced into pieces dead. That's why it took me so long to find him. Where? All over the city. Five, maybe six different places so far. Maybe more she hasn't found yet, but I told her that was good enough. May found the first piece in a deli uptown. She says most of them had already been eaten. Did you say eaten? Yeah, of course. People ate him. Sadie, you're telling me somebody chopped up Arthur and ate him? Yeah. Why is that so weird? But like I said, Arthur? Funny name for a porker. Porker? Porker. Pig. You know. Pig with the curly tail. Oh, wait. May says he was one of those white with brown spots kind of pig. The blood on the scarf. It was pig blood? Sure it was. You had to know that. No, I didn't know. Thanks, Sadie. Sure thing. You owe me 25 smackaroos and a Christmas present. That I do, Sadie. That I do. Bureau of Investigation, Agent Cowley speaking. Cowley, it's Jake Sullivan. How's your shoulder? I'll live. Hurts like the devil, though. Yeah, so does my arm. Thanks for saving my life, Jake. Don't mention it. Sure was a hell of a Christmas Eve. Johnny Bones and Snowball go down, and one of them purples gets whacked. Abe something with... Horowitz? That's the name. Tough guy from what I was told. Had to be an inside job since they got him at home. They have a suspect? You know how it is. Gangsters will be gangsters. No sign of forced entry, so Horowitz let them in, whoever he was. Then pow! Single bullet right to the back of the head. Found him in the kitchen with a bottle of wine open and a glass in each hand. How many glasses? Two, like I said. Can you double-check that? The report's sitting right in front of me. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks a lot. Don't mention it. Hey, just a heads up. You'd better make yourself scarce around here for a while. Price has got his dander up that you didn't send that message to him instead of me on the Maplethorpe gang. You're persona non grata around here at the moment, if you know what I mean. Sure. Don't worry, I've got things to take care of. See you, Kelly. Jake, what are you doing here? Come in. Don't mind if I do. Sit down, Jake. All right. Over here, next to me. I'm all right here. Late night? Yes, I've been so worried. I'm sorry, my hair's a mess and this robe. If I'd known you were coming, I'd have spruced up a bit. You look like a million dollars, Emily. You always do. Why, thank you, Jake. All these books on the shelves... 
I envy you your library. Oh, they're Arthur's. I don't read much myself. Cigarette? No, thanks. Okay. Merry Christmas, Jake. Yeah. So, do you have any news? You're a real piece of work, lady. Whatever do you mean? You can drop the act. I know I'm not the one that did all the killing last night. So how long have you known Horowitz? Must have been long enough that he wasn't scared to turn his back on you. I don't know what you're talking about. What a put-on act. You handed me the scarf. Said that was your husband's blood. It was his blood. Sure it was. Then you sent me to Horowitz. He sent me to Johnny Bones and Snowball. You two figured there was no way they'd be taken alive for questioning. Horowitz wanted the Maplethorpes gone anyway. And Johnny Bones and Snowball? Well, those two were the perfect scapegoats, weren't they, Emily? I'm not following you. Then, and this is the devious, cold touch. Then you shot Horowitz, because the only way two people can keep a secret is if one of them's dead. How dare you accuse me? Get out! Not quite yet, Emily. Why the pig's blood? How? If you knew Arthur, you'd know that the pig was appropriate. Well... I do say, you are smarter than you look, you big brute. So where's your husband? God, I need a drink. I think Arthur's in Argentina. He's run off again with one of his many mistresses. The man's 75 with the libido of an 18-year-old sailor. He does this all the time. He'll be gone for weeks, sometimes months, before he crawls back, begging forgiveness. But not this time. Why the blood? Why make it look like he was dead if he was coming back? Timing, Jake. Timing. Would you like anything to drink? I can't. It's illegal. Go stuff yourself. I had to be ready to act as soon as he ran off again. Arthur is declared legally dead. I get the insurance money, which is significant, let me tell you. Enough to be worth the risk. Then I clean out the accounts and I leave the country. The jerk comes home to find he's dead and broke. Served him right. He could have just left him. We get a divorce. I get no money. Nothing. Zippo. I married that old fool for his dough. I just didn't realize how awful long a healer can stick around. Anyway... The kidnapping thing was Abe's idea. How'd you know, Horowitz? Aha! I've got you now, you big galoot. What's the matter with this thing? It won't move. I'll let go, damn you. I think I'll hold it in place with a few gravities. So what do you have there? A revolver, silver-plated, nice. Is that the gun you used to shoot Abe Horowitz? Damn you, Heavy. Sure it is. And I'll snuff you too the second you... let... it... go. Unless you're secretly inactive, you're not going to lift that piece, Emily. <sighs> I believe I will have that cigarette now. This your pack? May I? Go to hell! So, yes, I may. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Horowitz. I was a dancer in one of his joints. That's how I found Arthur. Arthur met lots of girls through Abe. I was just the first one sharp enough to catch him. I can see why. You do put on a great show. <laughs> 
Five years later, the timing was perfect. Arthur left again, and there was a crew that Abe wanted gone anyway to blame. So it was Abe Horowitz who sent you to me, not Arthur at all. Arthur didn't know you from Adam, far as I know. Abe just figured you were the guy to take out Johnny Maplethorpe. Abe, he knew you were a killer. But he didn't know you were, did he, Emily? Abe got greedy. He wanted half. Can you believe it? Half. So I went over to Abe's place and he breaks out champagne to celebrate. Two glasses. One for him, one for me. The chump. He was smiling like a little boy that's got away with something. So I shot him dead. Then he wasn't smiling anymore. You killed Abe Horowitz. Sure I did. Now, once the insurance comes in, I've got his share. What are you going to do, Jake? Arrest me? You're just a private eye. I'm deciding about that. The truth is, you haven't got a leg to stand on. But I do like you, Jake. Whoops. My robe fell off. Poor little me, defenseless against a big, strong man like you. Please, have mercy, Jake. I can make it worth your time. I'll bet you could, Emily. I've still got a dancer's body, Jake. You see that, don't you? Oh, yes. Do you like it? I'm a man, aren't I? We can be so good together, Jake. I'll have money, lots of it. We can go anywhere, do whatever we want. All you have to do is say, yes. Say, yes, Emily. <sighs> that would have been more tempting if you tried to seduce me before you tried to shoot me. You no-good son of a bitch! Put on your robe, Emily. You might catch something nasty. May! It's time to go. What in God's name is that? That's May, a disembodied spirit. I brought her with me. Sometimes you see her, sometimes you don't. Sweet girl, considering what she looks like. And she's the perfect witness. Memory like a steel trap. Show her, May. So I went over to Abe's place, and he breaks out champagne to celebrate. Two glasses, one for him, one for me. The chump. He was smiling like a little boy that's got away with something. So I shot him dead. Then he wasn't smiling anymore. You killed Abe Horowitz. Sure I did. I had May record our talk. Her kind is good at remembering exactly what gets said. Word for word. <laughs> no judge will ever allow that. No jury is going to take the word of a demon, you idiot. You obviously aren't going to kill me. No, I'm not. Then I walk away scot-free, Jake. With the money. All of it. I get away with it. I'm not going to show it to the law, girl. I'm going to send her to Abe's former gang, the Purples. No. I'm sure they're mighty anxious to know who murdered their admiral. Oh, God, no! I'll see myself out. And I'll be keeping your advance because I did solve the case. And Emily, if I were you, I'd start running. Considering what those purple boys will do if they catch you, you're gonna want a head start. No, no, 
No, no, no, no! That's better. Like it? Like it. This is enough tinfoil to last me for years. I know you can use it, Sadie. I got you something. Sadie, no. Money's tight for you right now. Money's always tight. Who wants to hire a broken down old finder these days? Discerning clients who realize you're the best and always will be. Aw, oh, Jake. That's sweet. Here's yours. Open it. All right. Sadie. Sorry it couldn't be more. Sadie, I don't know what to say. Where did you get this photo? That newspaper you wrapped my sandwich in? I saved it. I let May sniff it where you touched it. Then I sent her out. That picture's what she came back with. Says she found it in the drawer of a dresser in some second-hand shop down in Cleveland. Is it a good present, then? It's perfect, Sadie. Thank you. You know... May couldn't exactly tell me what it was a picture of, just that it was definitely connected to you in some way. Let me see. Now that's you in the middle there, them three boys. I can recognize you well enough. But who are the other fellers in the photo? My brothers, Maddie and Jimmy. This was taken just before we all went off to war. When we lived together in the old house. Are them boys still living? No. I'm sorry, Jake. But we are, ain't we? After all that's got thrown at us still standing? You, me? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we are, Sadie. Merry Christmas, Sadie. Merry Christmas, Jake. <laughs> and peace and goodwill to all. <laughs> or as near as we can come to it, seeing who we are. <laughs> sure, Sadie, sure. Peace and goodwill. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm spending it here. Oh, Merry Christmas. This has been Larry Correa's Detroit Christmas, based on the novella by Larry Correa, set in the world of the Grim Noir Chronicles, starring Lex Wilson and Meredith Sousey, featuring Jim Mosqueter, Tracy Coppage, Craig Brandwine, and Paris Battle, with Carter, Paul Kilpatrick, Richard T. Scarbez, Stephen G. Cooper, Koki Daniel, Paul Millsaps, and Gray Reinhardt. Sound design by Barry Jacob and Craig Brandwine. 
recorded at Living Arts College B2R Studios. Music by Maddie Karras and Sherry Leone. Assistant Director, Alex Granados. Adaptation and script by Tony Daniel. Directed by Rika Daniel. Bain Books publisher, Tony Weisskopf. Bain Audio Drama from Bain Books. The heart of science fiction and fantasy. For more Bain Audio Drama and great Bain Books, visit Bain.com. We hope you have enjoyed this production. 